This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 24, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The president has outlined his own cybersecurity plan. It's better than the ones floating around on Capitol Hill, says Jim Harper, director of information policy studies at the Cato Institute. Unfortunately, says Harper, better is not good. The administration's plan is its first affirmative proposal. It came out nearly two years ago with a cybersecurity strategy that dealt in generalities with the question of cybersecurity. I won't go through the details of the plan because, in a sense, the details are unimportant, but it's part of a back and forth between the Congress and now the administration on what our nation's cybersecurity policies should be. I suppose the the upshot is that the administration's plan is better along a number of um, vectors than what we've seen so far in Congress, but that doesn't necessarily make the plan good. One of the improvements, true improvements in the bill, is that it doesn't have what's been called the kill switch provision. The Senate has, uh, over two Congresses now, had a proposal to give the president authority to take command or control of the Internet in some way. All this is very ambiguously defined. And that's been dubbed the kill switch, and appropriately so, because if not outright... uh, Uh, killing the internet. It would certainly damage the internet and cause a lot of problems for communicators. If the issue here is, uh, as the president and others have described it, as a mass disruption that would be caused by someone, wouldn't uh, a kill switch provision that's been offered by Congress be, uh, if not as bad, worse than something that uh, some group might be able to orchestrate? That's exactly the problem with, with the debate so far. The president was constrained, and I think that's the appropriate way to put it. The president was constrained at the beginning of his administration to characterize the threat from cybersecurity as weapons of mass disruption. It was meant to riff on the terrorism threat of weapons of mass destruction, but it properly put cybersecurity in its place. There could be substantial inconveniences from a highly successful attack. There could be certainly economic loss. But we're not talking about something that truly threatens national security. We're not talking about something that could terrorize people the way kinetic activity would, a term that's so popular lately. That is not something that has constrained the Homeland Security leaders in the Senate, like Senator Collins and Senator Lieberman, who take as a given that cybersecurity is a national security problem, poses uh, great risks to the survival of the nation and to the territorial integrity of the United States, I suppose. Uh, they assume a huge threat and then push for responses that, are, that meet that assumed threat. There's a fundamental error there, of course, in that assumption. What are the likely results of some sort of uh, cyber attack? What, you know, given what capabilities exist out there right now, I mean, what we've seen so far are like denial of service attacks and things like that, things that last for hours at a time. Right. The The problem here is arguing against a chimera, and that's hard to do. The assumption uh, that I referred to is that there is some kind of attack un, unknown beforehand that, that could happen. Well, you've, then it is just an exercise in imagination. But the likely attacks, the real, realistic attacks, are like denial of service. That's an attack where multiple computers across the internet that have been botted in the, in the phrase, that is, they've been taken over by a network that's uh, either criminal or, 
or villainous in some other way. And they will all make requests on a given server at the same time, take that server down. It's a hard problem. Uh, people are constantly working on it to, to survive denial of service attacks and recognize them. Um, other likely attacks include potential attacks on the basic protocols, the protocols that cause internet service providers to be able to communicate with one another to pass traffic from one ISP to another, the, the fundamental protocols that govern how information moves on the internet. But the solution, those, that's a very unlikely attack, very unlikely that those could be successful. If there was a successful attack, the appropriate response is not for some governmental authority to take control of the internet and do something. It's for the authorities that now control the internet, the hundreds or maybe thousands of engineers uh, worldwide who maintain these protocols, who maintain interoperability between uh, backbone and, and internet service providers and so on and so forth. They are regularly working on problems like this. And should a larger problem of the same variety occur, that's exactly who we want to be working on it. We do not want political authorities to step in and take charge because they would actually disrupt the natural healing process that, that the internet has, which is those engineers and the very, very um, robust protocols that, that the internet runs on. Yeah, what you're talking about here is... Um making the people who have the largest stake in any given outcome, people who are involved in commercial activity or some kind of communication or whose livelihoods essentially depend on their ability to transmit information, actually taking responsibility for their ability to transmit information. So the general rule that applies in society applies equally well in cybersecurity. People who have a stake in the outcome and local knowledge are going to be much better positioned to solve problems. That's true in every every walk of life, and it's true in cybersecurity as well. So as far as Internet-wide protocol-based attacks, it should be the, the engineers that run the Internet that, that are responsible, and they are now. As far as stores of data or websites or web services of various kinds, the companies and the government entities that own and control these things should have the responsibility for maintaining them. So government has a role in cybersecurity. It should secure its own facilities and be done with it. It is not the government's role to dictate to others how they should secure their facilities, secure their data, secure their networks. Uh, those are real problems. Uh, saying that there's not a government role doesn't, doesn't indicate at all that they're not serious problems. But they're serious problems that are handled well by actors that have the responsibility and have the knowledge to do so. Jim Harper is Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.